0: 2020 has presented its share of challenges, and some of us are taking a hard look at our future. Can you imagine owning your own business? As an Amerispec franchise owner, you can have more security and control over your future and be there for your community with an essential service year-round. You could join the most recognized brand and home inspection services, Amerispec, and provide peace of mind to home buyers. With low startup costs and excellent operational support, you can be a business for yourself, but not by yourself. Learn more at join. Join.amerospec.com podcast.
2: They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end.
1: As Lampard. Comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It,
2: it's a counter attack. It. Didier Drogba. And now the in the
0: middle of it. it. Drogba go goes, on scores! Stretch it. Stretch it on Stretch it. Strict here, Strict Yeah. And yeah. And oh. Oh. in the centre! McCoy just came the with the Possibly bleak is this. Back! never ended up
2: in Hello, welcome to Cheshi Hour. My name is Mr. Meads, or Ife and um, it's been a great week. Um, uh, I missed the last podcast, unfortunately, but I'm back and I'm hosting Dan and um Yacine are in, so We've been left in my capable hands. But we've got Joe Tweeds on. What's up, Joe?
1: Evening, mate. How's it going?
2: Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. We've got Jermaine on. What are you saying, Jermaine? Yeah, I was going on. meet. all good. Oh, man. So we've had a fantastic week. Well, not necessarily, but the fact that, you know, coming off the back of a disappointing result, considering how we played against Liverpool, Um, you know, we had a, our young Gs. Stepping up to the plate. And I know it's just Grimsby and everyone's going to say, you know, League 2 team, not doing too well, 15th in the league, etc., etc. But our youngies played. Um, so I want to kind of touch quickly on the Liverpool game. Um, I want to kind of get you guys' thoughts. Um, and not necessarily just about the performance, but things that we could have done differently. Um, or is there not really much complaints? So any one of you could lead a line on that, but take it away.
1: In yeah. So um, I mean I I was quite happy with Sunday, I'll be honest. Um, I, I mean I, I was a little bit angry at the time it was I, I didn't think Liverpool really moved kind of kind of up second or third gear, but I, I think if I'm looking at that as a sort of a foundation for, for Chelsea to build on and I want to highlight uh Takeo Tomori quickly, you know, just how well he dealt with uh, Mohammed Salah you know, in particular. You
2: know, you know, we're watching like proud dads, like looking at tomorrow oh, and just man, thinking, oh man, my tell me, like, God. This,
1: this week has been crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, anyone who has has followed any of my writing or social media for any period of time will know that I'm, I'm very, very pro academy. I don't really hide that bias uh, too well when it comes to evaluating them, but to see him. I mean, there was one moment where I thought Salah was in the clear, and tomorrow just—it wasn't even—he just sort of breezed up to him and, and, and tackled. It was like, okay, I've never seen anyone do that before in world football. So, you know, to see to see how well he played and it's such a top—you know—a really, really top tier attacking uh, trio was was incredible. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was disappointed with the result. I think you know, looking at the balance of chances, you know, we, we definitely had enough there to to score. Um, you know, the the mount decision. Was was technically correct. I don't know if really the whole you know half of your foot is yeah. offside. It's really, in the spirit of the game stuff. But um, what are your yeah, th-
2: yeah, what is- are your thoughts on VAR? Because I, I find it quite like I, I it's right. So these decisions at the end of the day are correct. Um, yes. So in, in especially these offside ones, and you know being offside, it could be like the the difference between you finishing you know, third, I mean, fourth or fifth. It could be the difference between you winning the league. Yeah. Like last season, um, you know, Liverpool versus Manchester City. It could be the difference of you being knocked out of the Champions League. Again, Manchester yeah. City versus Tottenham. Yeah. So these decisions are correct. But the stuff like where Mason Mount is offside by his bum, it's quite annoying, but it's correct. Technically, it's correct.
0: Um. So <laughs> I, it's just I annoying thing, for me. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Mead. I was gonna say just just for the VAR thing. I think the thing, uh, the more annoying thing about that was how how much they let it um, go go on until they actually called the decision. Mm. Like, that was the yeah. most annoying thing because I think if you look at um, after Mount had been played through, it went to Alonso and then Alonso passed it back.
2: Yeah,
0: and then it carried on again and then it ricocheted off like I, I think like three or four players yeah. before yeah. Aspen Begovic even got to it and that's what the, the most annoying thing about that call was back in these, I think that that's that's the thing that's not clear to me
1: because you know goals and and like offside decisions where the next move is a pass to set someone up but mm. you know I mean you could look at the what was it the Robertson I think was offside you know, four, you know four or five passes before they earned a free kick for, for the goal so yeah. I mean how how far back are you, are you going in terms of, of doing this because there was probably another two three phases of play before we actually scored and yeah. again I, I mean I, I don't want to take it too much to the NFL but I mean there's there's a little bit of a like a spirit of, of the game kind of interpretation in, in how they how they have some of their calls, particularly when they do video replays. You know, it's kind of a, the interpretation is you know if you're I mean literally, you know, part of your your foot or your ankle or something. I mean, you know, there's no real advantage being gained while you're back being offside you right. know, compared to you know there being like clear daylight or you being like a metre ahead of someone. So I, I'm, I'm I'm kind of fine with it being factually correct, but both in terms of how far it goes back and also just it seems to be a little bit against the, the, the kind of, the way that at least I, I imagine a lot of us are brought up with football, which is, you know, you're offside if you're, you know, you're, there's that like kind of daylight between you and the defender and there's obviously a clear advantage. So, right. you know, we're talking about millimetres now, which which feels a little bit, yeah, it's correct and people can hang their hat on that. But mm. I mean, is that really kind of where we're heading as a, as a game, you know? You, you, do you yeah. want to be one centimetre onside to have to, you know, to have to have a goal? I raise? mean, crazy.
2: I mean, if I'm being honest, if that goal was to happen against us, and it was given, and it was against Liverpool, I'm going to be seething. I can't lie to you. Uh, I, I know myself. <laughs> I know what I'm like. I will be livid. I will be, I'll say golf, this is Ghost goal all over again. So, uh, while I understand that it's, it's annoying, it's frustrating, and I do understand what you're saying in terms of, you know, uh, you're not necessarily gaining an advantage, you know, with your bum cheek being offside, but Again, if it was a Liverpool player and Sal- Salah was offside, you doing, doing the same action, then I'd want that called back. Especially if you lose the game. <laughs> especially if you lose the game, you know what I mean. If you know, if you gave them a, yeah. a calm free piece and that's the goal they get, fine, yeah. have that. But especially when you lose the game, you you, you kind of you're going to be, cl- I wouldn't say clutching, but you're going to be grasping onto those things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In terms of the game itself, again, Tomori was fantastic. Um. I don't think. I don't think I've seen a defender come up against Salah, especially a centre back, and play him so comfortably. Um, he was so assured, agree, yeah. and the best thing with um, Tomoy's performance wasn't necessarily it was all just rash pace. It was a controlled speed. It was it was insane. Like his recovery speed was so good that it didn't actually force him to have to try and lunge in. He got into positions where he was comfortable to stand Salah up and make him make the decision. And when you yeah. do that, you're in control. And that was so good about Tomori's performance; it was so mature and um, controlled. And that's why I found he was fantastic, and consistent, uh, oh, consistent million percent as well. Like. And you know that Salah knew that. Okay, I'm on Aronzo, so this is this is light work. And then Tomori had him mm-hmm. up once, then twice, then three, four, five. He had him up, so it was it was, it was a nice thing to see. I, I was very impressed, very impressed by Tomori. Um, Zuma came on; he did okay. I think the first couple of minutes he looked a bit shaky. Um, but were there any other standout performances for you guys? Um, Joe, I'll let you go on this one. I, you mentioned a certain somebody, which was kind of, kind of surprising to me, but I'll let you finish that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, people know that my eternal bugbear is <laughs> a holding the field. <laughs> um, and I thought, I mean, particularly I'd say second half. Um, I think when we when we got in control of the game, I, I do genuinely think we, we had control of the game at times. Mm-hmm. that um, Jorginho and I'd say more from a defensive aspect. You, you, you know, guys know that I, I get on to him about his defensive responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was doing that thing was jumping out of position. But he, I mean, he intercepted a pass, you know, five meters outside of their their penalty area, which I've not seen him do yeah. before. And he seemed to be so much more kind of in tune with the with the pace of the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I felt I felt yes, yeah, definitely second half. I saw from him. I think probably what maybe other people see more regularly. But I mean, that, that for me was uh, you know in, in a big game, the first real. Kind of real, kind of dominant half of, of quality of seen for, for quite some time. Would
2: you um, say that that was like an, an eye-opening experience for you, or would you still say mm, I'm not quite sure?
1: Um, I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not joining the uh, the Georginio bandwagon. Like you know, I've always, I think I've always said that I think I think he's a good footballer. Mm-hmm. I just think in this system, being particularly in a four-three-three or even in the four-two-three-one. You know, I think I, I saw a video this week of, of Hudson Odoi talking about FIFA, and then when asked who the slowest and the weakest players were, he we literally went to Jorginho without batting an island. It, wasn't <laughs> me, it was not just like, you know, that that's what it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I saw that. that as well. Yeah, yeah like seeing seeing a player do that so quickly makes me a bit uncomfortable. You know, mm. you need a bit of uh, need a bit of pace. You do need a bit of power. You know, in your holding midfield player. Yeah. And that's 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 my contention with him is is that I think over a season. You know, I think he gets done far too many times by quite average players who are just quicker than him.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I would say that particularly the, the second half against Liverpool, you know, if he plays like that, I mean, got, again, I've got, I've got no real, no real sort of, uh, there's no real consternation for me with him. I just, I personal preferences, I would, I'd prefer someone a lot more physical right. in that role. I'd like to see him a bit further forward. Because I think, actually, if you could just let him run around and press and do stuff like that without, you know, needing to, to cover the, the back forward, actually that, that could be a very effective way of using him. That's fair. Um... Jermaine, a quick
2: one. Um, a lot of people were talking about um, Kovacic's performance and they said he, he, was, he was OK, he did well. Um, but there was a big space in the second half for somebody to take the initiative from midfield and drive. Um, what did you think um, about Kovacic first and foremost? And are we at a point where we're thinking, oh, we just can't wait for Ruben to get back?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think... I was, I was speaking uh, about this to, to Dan, I think, last week, saying how Loftus-Cheek still just gives us that that attacking element that we need in the midfield that we just don't have yeah. whenever Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho are in the midfield. I think Kante tries to do it as best he can yeah. without kind of... Um, Messing up the kind of the structure of the midfield and leaving too many caps. But when he does go forward, he does the best that he can. But oh. um, as we saw on, on Sunday as well. Oh, wow. But, what a goal. Yeah, like what a goal. Like, <laughs>
2: the, <laughs> the guy's just
0: amazing. Like, seriously. Honestly. Is, I, I just don't understand how he's not like, I, if you don't regard him in the top three best midfielders in the world, then you seriously do have a problem. Do you know what it is? It's just,
2: it was just so beautiful. The goal itself was fantastic, <laughs> but the humility of the man. He didn't even celebrate. He just like, You're give all right, calm. Yeah. Give me a little hug. I'll get back to the halfway line. Let's try to win the game. Like, It was. Yeah. He's too much. He is too yeah. much. What a, an amazing footballer. And you and could it, just tell what kind of man he is as well. No nonsense. He's just no frills. Just get on with it. He's just class. Yeah. I love and him it, so much.
0: It, in regards to to Kovačić, I think he has improved this season. I'm not going to um, sit here and say that he hasn't improved because mm-hmm. I think he has, mm-hmm. and I still think that he's. He's driving forward a little bit more yeah. than last season, but he's he's still not producing what you need to be doing as like a world class midfielder in that final third. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think the thing with Kovačić is
2: like you can see he's got talent. He's he's not, a, not a bad footballer. He's a he's, he's a very good footballer. Okay. Yeah. You know, he he can control the game. I think like if you if you need a player that can try and settle things down in midfield, uh, with knee, a Jorginho, be neat, tidy, yeah. retain the ball. He's your guy. He's class at that. <laughs> However. In that number eight role, and we said it last season on Asari, you need a bit of in- attacking impetus. And I feel like all of his talents just disappear and dissipate once he gets into the final third. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I felt yeah. like we lo- we lacked a lot of ingenuity in the midfield area. Um, and Jorginho tried um, a lot. He tried that little clip over the top um, yeah, quite the often. That's like it. He loves, he, loves that. him, yeah. he loves that. He but loves that. But I think we needed a little bit more. Um, a bit more drive and a little bit more cuteness in the mm. final third, yep. um, especially with... Uh, if we if we had Loftus-Cheek in that game, I think we'd have been a lot more threatening in attack. And that's not to say we weren't threatening, because I think that like, we created a lot of chances. But we were, yeah. I think that mm. if you had um, Ruben there, I think we'd have been a lot more, uh, I'd say, potent in front of goal. Um, yeah, and I
0: think with Ruben, with, when when the opponent sees Ruben pick up the ball, yeah, they automatically change their whole like plan in terms of what they're gonna do individually. Right. So with with Kovacic I think sometimes they wait for him to kind of make the first move whereas with Ruben, as soon as he gets the ball, you have to kind of you have to either shut him down or you to get two on one because he's capable of going past two three players easy. Yep. Like no problem. So Ruben Ruben entirely changes the entire structure of how opponents play Yeah, them. he really
1: does. He really does. But everything everything today, every single midfielder is like a pass and move midfielder, a pass get the ball move now all of a sudden your entire defensive structure has got to deal with a guy who's quite really can pass but he's going to get the ball just run at people exactly. and you don't see that that much now in, in, particularly in European football so I think it's it's the kind of the change of pace that he gives as well not just in terms of you know, his ability on the ball but I mean mm-hmm. all of a sudden if you're going man for man with him, we see people just I mean really big physical players just bounce, bounce off, off him yeah. Yeah. the thing is when like, you go man for man with him, you can't
2: it's literally the, it's the, the change of pace I think he can do like a stop start movement you know a lot of players, their acceleration and their burst, that burst of pace, the injection of speed that he, he, he brings to the team. Again, a lot of central midfielders, um, especially in the defensive phase, aren't used to that. Not, so yeah. it, it's an element of surprise and that uniqueness that Ruben brings. It, it, we definitely missed that. Um, yeah. Absolutely missed that. Um, I've heard that he might be back in training um come middle of October I'm not entirely sure if that's true uh, I've seen some recovery videos of him but I, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case but hopefully he's back sooner than later because we do need him um there's one mention I want to say um Willian I think he performed okay but again I, I, I had a thread on on William, um last week about what he does and how he his performances tend to look better than they are um because obviously he's high energy, especially in a big game, you know, high energy, works a lot, looks busy, but ultimately the quality wasn't really there. Um, and but then at the same token, a lot of people calling, well, why? Because of that kind of performance where he didn't actually perform, I, I say, excellently or create anything. Um, a lot of people saying, oh, Pulisic, 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 Pulisic. Um, Wow. Which leads quite nicely onto, at le- least quite nicely onto um, yesterday's game against Grimsby, um, Grimsby Town. Um, so, Pulisic, guys, talk to me because, um, as you know, a lot of people are calling for his name against Liverpool after Liverpool. Oh, Frank Lampard should stop being biased for the Chelsea yeah. youth, stop being biased at the academy, stop hating American players, etc. So, I, I, I kind of want to hear, I kind of want to hear what you lot think um, in regards to performance yesterday because um, I, I watched it. Um, quite interesting, but I want to hear you guys first. Um, so Joe, I'll let, I'll uh, let you, actually know. Jermaine, go for it, go for it. Uh,
0: Sorry, yeah. Um, for me, I just felt that leading up to this game, if there was going to be, if if there was ever a game where you wanted to prove to the manager that you are that guy, it was going to be last night. And I think I, I tweeted this earlier, and I said like, you for for a player of his quality and. How everybody whoa, is, whoa, whoa, is making whoa. him out to be. A no, no, how his... everybody's making him go. out to be. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what I meant. How, <laughs> for, for what everybody's saying about Pulisic and the quality that he's meant to be, you know, that he's meant to have or whatever as a player, I just felt like you couldn't really even Pam Grimsby. Like, a League Two side that didn't really have anything about them. They were there for the taking all night, as you saw in the scoreline. And like, Hudson Odoi had like, what, seven, eight chances? Mm-hmm. How many of them did Pulisic have? Like, Pulisic... He 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 really didn't do anything last last night. Like I'm I'm not even being harsh. Like (sighs) seriously, like he just lacked so much aggressive. Like he he didn't have any like aggressiveness in his dribbling. He didn't look like he was trying to, you know. He he looked like he wanted to score, but at the same time he just he wasn't making it happen. That's just that's just my take on his performance last night. And then in terms of William, in terms of the way William played in in the Liverpool game, a a lot of people call for William to be. taken out for Pulisic. But the thing is, William actually shows some kind of drive, some kind of a, like he's aggressive with it sometimes. So I can see why Lampard would rather play William over Pulisic. There's more intent with William mm. even though he doesn't pull off pull it off in the final third as much as we want him to. But Pulisic, he doesn't have any of that right now. He just doesn't look convincing.
2: It is quite interesting. Um I feel like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are in this position where they want Pulisic to play because obviously he's our new signing. And I think it's a a case of everyone wants to cut. Okay. Let me not be ignorant and say that people want their, you know, they want to see their shiny new toy and stuff. But I think there is an element of that where you have bought this player for 60 million pounds and you have a certain level of expectation in your mind. But the idea that they're not playing that often, you because they're not playing that often, you think that, okay, I don't have a chance to really gauge them properly. Um, but I think that the problem that, yeah. that people are, are lacking, um, or the problem, the understand that they're lacking, is that a lot of people have watched Pulisic before he joined Chelsea. This is not the six or seven games that he's he's featured in at Chelsea that we're we're judging him upon. Before he joined in January, I think there was a number of us that were quite worried about the signing. Um, yeah, because if it was, if we we're thinking that okay, we have an inkling that you know Eden might leave. Um, we also have. <laughs> A worry that Kalimantsozou might not sign the new deal. At this time, he didn't actually sign anything, and he—I think he even handed in his transfer request whilst we completed the Pulisic deal. So there was a lot of worry. Um, so I, I'm struggling to see where he's—you know—where where he justifies starting. I know William hasn't been fantastic, um, and William is a is a thing that I can tolerate until you know now now chose fit. Um, I'm quite happy to see you know William get Pam to the bench, but. If you're looking at Mason Mount, the level, the gap in quality between Mason Mount and Pulisic is absolutely huge. 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 And it's quite scary at the fact that people saying, oh, well, Mount's his favourite, Mount's his favourite, etc. Well, that might be the case, but look at who's performing. Pulisic's best game was against Liverpool, where he was largely ineffective. Albeit having a fantastic assist. That was a brilliant piece of play. And the offside goal which was, again, fantastic. But other than that, Pulisic wasn't that good. If people actually take away those isolated moments... Because Pulisic is very capable of having good moments in a, in, a, in a match. You know, he's got that speed. He's got the, that quickness of thought. However, he's very, very passive. And when you're passive in matches, especially at a high level it can often pass you by. And he needs to up his intensity. I think for Lampard even alluded to it yesterday, um, that intensity needs to be upped by um, himself and Hudson-Odoi in the, in the second half. But he mentioned that Hudson-Odoi did it, but there was no mention of Pulisic during it. Um, so, Joe, I, I kind of want to get your feelings on it. I, I obviously know that you weren't a big fan of the signing anyway, but I kind of yeah. want to get... Would you, do you, would you say that you would be willing to give him a longer rope or have you already seen enough in four, well not just on Chelsea but prior have you seen enough to think that you know what he is what he is we sign him he's a, he'll be a squad player that's completely fine or do you still have hope for him at all or if any
1: so one of one of the general rule of thumbs that I have when I, I look at particularly players that play for Chelsea is, is generally if you've if we've paid like a significant amount of money to sign you mm. like there is an expectation level from me that you deliver somewhere near that kind of money. So, like, a £60 million fee, mm. I'm kind of expecting you to be fairly decent against a League 2 team, like, actually, you know, completely, utterly destroy them. That, yeah. That's kind of my basic level when it comes to, to sort of, Pulisic. And you are consistent. Think, you are consistent because you are the same uh, with Jorginho. You do say Exactly, that. yeah. yeah. When, when we pay money for players, it's, it's the same with Morato. It's the same for any big money player that we've yeah. signed. If you don't fulfil the end of the bargain, then, I mean, I'm far more lenient with academy players because, you know, they basically cost nothing to get there. So, yeah. With with Pulisic, I, I get that he's a young player, and I, I still think that there's room to improve there. But um, if we're talking about at the moment what I've seen at Dortmund, and you know Dortmund are a team that a lot of people have, have watched over the years. You know, his his performances at Chelsea at the moment are not living up to that fee. And mm. the thing that concerns me is I think if you've got a fairly decent appreciation of football, you can generally look at a player and say I can pick. Two, three standout things that this guy can do. Mm. Chose like pace, his ability to, to do people one on one, cut inside on his left and right. I mean, you can go on with with a lot of young players that we have, but with with Pulisic, I can't really tell. You know, I don't think he's a great passer. I don't think necessarily he's the best dribbler. He's sort of very head down for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's an excellent finisher. So, I'm am a bit concerned that there's not something that's jumping out to me apart from the fact that we know he's quick. Mm. And you know, when it comes to the whole William debate, I mean. The thing that William will get in ahead of him every single time is that William can cover a fullback. Yeah. I don't think he's as good mm-hmm. as it now as what he was, you know, a couple of years ago. But compared to Pulisic, he might as well be like, you know, the, the hardest working player ever. Yeah. And I think the last thing for me, particularly from last night, is if you if you're a sixty million pound player, you shouldn't be getting outshined by a seventeen year old making his professional debut. Yeah. In like twenty minute cameo. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that yeah. clear that someone like Tino Anjorin or or Mattson, you know, look far more comfortable and look like they they're the one, you know, that have had the you know, however many games in the Champions League, you know how many caps for for their country, mm. how many professional games they've played, and it's just it's not even really a perception thing. I, I genuinely don't think if if you would have gone into that game and said okay, which of these guys you know if Chelsea paid 60 million pounds for, I mean I would have been amazed if anyone maybe just by sheer luck pointed at Pulisic. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's not it should be obvious in a game of that standard where you know we're scoring seven goals, we're literally putting on our FA Youth Cup team you know, that, that that he should be for me a stand up player and he's not. You know, Mishi bagged two goals, Yeah, that, that's that's the kind of thing I expect to see from him against this level of opposition. You know, Rhys James scored, Hudson-Odoi scored, you know, Billy Gilmore run the show. I mean we'll talk about that a bit later. But I mean a lot of these young players were very, very impressive. And a lot of them are making their professional debuts. Some of them it's like their first real outing for the first team. Some of them, I mean, unless you're like a real you know, really into the academy, you wouldn't have really known who Ian Matson is or, or Tino Andrew and yet yeah. they might look better than, than him. So no, it's not. Um, I don't think it's been particularly harsh on him. It's just that for the amount of money we paid for him, you know, and he's got a lot of experience under his bag. I, I expect to see someone who is meant a to be a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even a little bit more. You know, a, a goal. Uh, you know, something out of him that I think. Ah, oh, okay. You know, I, I can. I can see that there's something there, something to build on. But I just don't get that from him, and that, that's a really concerning thing. Is apart, apart from the fact he's really fast, mm. which is fantastic. He can run really fast in a straight line. Well done, but. Beyond that, you know, I mean,
2: I'm not seeing it. And, and that concerns me. I mean, I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to assess if I've been harsh. And I can categorically say, no, I haven't been. I mean, he's had, like, OK, his finishing in preseason, his finishing looked relatively decent. Um, I think he could be a good a good finisher. Um, his, I, guess, I guess the, the offside goal against Liverpool was an amazing finish. Um, True. But... Uh, the, the biggest worry for me is his intensity. And that lack of intensity, how many How many times are you going to get into those positions when you are not intense? Not yeah. often. So yeah. it's quite worrying. It, I, I, do, I do worry, but at the same time, I do appreciate that he is only 21. And As much as he's had experience in the Lots Bundesliga... <laughs> he's had a lot of experience. Don't get it twisted. He's had a lot. But as much as he's had experience... <laughs> like he's no, but he, he's played in, you know, the Gold Cup. He's played in the Champions League. He's played in the Bundesliga. He's, he's lit- I, I completely understand that. However, I think that there are levels. And whilst you can do all of that, that stuff at Dortmund, and they can put their entire faith in the... Uh, can, what He went there when he was, I mean, 15 or so. He was at the academy, etc. Whilst that's the case, Chelsea's a different level. It's a different step up. And I think that a lot of these academy players have had it honed into them from young winning things at the club, being around big players, um, training with big players, yeah. Tr- yeah. they they understand. And I think a, a lot of it is the feel of the club. I feel like whilst Hudson Odoi, uh, Mark Gurhey, Billy Gilmore, um, Rhys James, obviously you've got Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, um, Andurin, matson These players have been around the club since they were kids. They've grown up with Lampard. So, the idea, that that natural feel and connection that, okay, this manager wants our Academy's players to do well. That yeah. backing, that mo- that mental backing that these players have, I think they have that in abundance and Pulisic doesn't quite have that. And that's natural. I think there is, it's natural for him to feel relatively inadequate because he doesn't <laughs> have that. Not That's not to say he's a bad player, but I think that because Lampard is a Chelsea man and he is... You know, you got the you got Jody Morris, you got Joe Edwards, men of the academy behind him. I think the players, the, the the academy players, are naturally going to feel more empowered than a Pulisic, for example. Yes, I and especially so. when a bit, a bit these, point. especially when these young kids, they're, they're outshining you. Um, th- yeah. I think the performance yesterday is worrying for me more than anything, is because mm. I feel that Pulisic now will look at that performance. Compare it to his peers, although they might be younger than him or not. but And that might worry him because he will think, am I really of the level? And that's quite concerning, especially if you spend £60 million on this player. Um, um, but we'll give it time. I'll give it time before I rule him out entirely. I already kind of for I, I I wouldn't say foresee, but I've already have a feeling what type of player he'll become for us. Um but we'll see, man. He's gonna I, have
0: bigger competition as well. He's though, got like a lot of face. competition. Like, but we'll like see. Even in the future. Yeah. You get, you know what I'm saying like, we haven't even had a window yet. No. And there's exactly. players, yeah. uh, players like Charlie, players like Charlie Mzunda, yeah, who yeah. definitely have more ability than Pulisic. I'm yeah. not even. I'm not even joking. Like he, no, he has right. way more ability. You're right. If he comes back and he's fit, then that's a problem for him. Yeah.
2: It, so, yeah. It doesn't look good, but at the same time, I'm not gonna write him off entirely. We'll just <laughs> we'll just we'll j- have to wait and see. But on to Billy Gilmore, because what a performance. I'm sorry, he was fantastic. He was absolutely fantastic. And I had, my, I'm not going to lie, I'll hold my hand up. I had my reservations. And I'm going to be honest and say it was bias. Because Billy Gilmore was not with us from the age of eight. He joined <laughs> us at 16. So I'm just going to be like, you know, I'm going to be honest. You know what I'm like, football and heritage. I'm a, I'm, a, you know, I'm a Chelsea man at heart, so... The football and heritage side of you being, you know, if you come to Chelsea and you've you've kind of been with us since you're under-12s, under-11s, and yeah, you know, Chelsea Academy graduate, I'll have you. But Gilmore, you know, he's a bit different. But however, the boy is special. What a player. So, Joe, I know you are the Academy connoisseur. I kind of want to kind of get your insights onto Gilmour, um, what he could potentially be, and do you think he's the perfect understudy for Jorginho?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um I think, you know, when you listen to him talk about players that he's he's been inspired by and it's you know, it's like Ces Fabregas, it's a lot of these more creative defensive midfielders. And I think actually the thing that, that differs him slightly from uh, a Jorginho or a fabricast and I think because he's British and he, he comes from Rangers and you know, he's obviously played in a lot of uh, fairly intense games out there, he, he quite likes a tackle and yeah. I quite like the fact that he puts himself about and I yeah. know like, it's a fairly sort of Brexit opinion, but I do. <laughs> like, I, I like that. In my, you know, I do like having a midfielder in the team that is willing to to go into tackles. He gets stuck win. in. He gets stuck in. Yeah, I like no, it. No, it. it's, it's a basic requirement. Once one of the midfielders has to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think his ability to, and again, we've got we got to remember this is his professional debut. And all oh, right, it's a League Two team. All this stuff aside, but he looked he looked like the sixty million pound teenager, or what kid that we signed. Right? Yeah. He completely and utterly run the game one and two touch passes the weight of his pass and i know this is getting a little bit into it but his his weight of passing is unbelievable it's insane, isn't it? That, you know punching it into the right foot always in the right space you know it's appreciating that you know sort of playing the ball straight to a man it's into space it gives them the opportunity to play first time yeah. now, he's such a a refined player at such a young age and I think again, you know, playing with Jorginho with and and learning from someone who is who's a player that's played that, that position at the highest level. Mm. You know, I'm looking at him to 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 make a challenge towards the end of the season. If if he continues on the sort of path he is now, you know, I'm not saying that if we play Man City, Gilmore's in the head of Jorginho, but I mean for, for some games, yeah. He he now has to have it in his head that I am good enough to to step in in a I don't know, a, a, a basic Premier League game or yeah. maybe someone a bit lesser in the cup or or start now looking to be aggressive towards getting minutes, because I think he is, if you want a, a controlling midfield in the Premier League, who is maybe got a bit more, a bit more athleticism, a bit more bite in him, but can mm-hmm. still do all, all that lovely neat and tidy stuff. Great range of passing. You know, he plays some really nice passes in as well. Yeah. You know, some, some stuff. I mean, he, he, to me looks like one of the guys that, that potentially, you know, doesn't need to go out on loan, just mm-hmm. needs to hone his craft a bit. And, and maybe in a year, Maybe two years at the absolute worst. You know, he, he's he's someone who really could contend for a starting space. Yeah. Just what his fantastic performance. I mean, Jorginho is
2: twenty eight,
1: I believe. Um, yeah. So
2: you does not have to be under for long. And Jorginho's legs—they're not even there now. So imagine them in two years. Like so, the thing is, the thing what I like about Gilmore, <laughs> the thing I, what I love about Gilmore, in fact, is. He's almost like a commander. It's weird. Like you know Jorginho is like a leader on the pitch. I see him as a leader. Yeah. He's very, very he, he's instru- he's instructive. He actually tells people where to be, where to receive it, come show for the ball, um, pass over there, pass Billy Gilmore had the very same qualities which I was just thinking, this is insane. He's barking yeah. orders at Zuma, telling Alonzo where to yeah. go. I'm thinking this is beautiful. And it might be small. Like people might think this is like small details, but you need, some man- managers need vocal people on the pitch. Yeah. Because sometimes the message that you're trying to get across as a manager isn't getting across to the players. But if you've got a player on the pitch that isn't afraid, especially at a young age, at 18, isn't afraid to tell you, listen, move there, be there, here, receive, pass. like That is an excellent quality. Excellent quality. And that's, that's, Again, forgetting about his footballing ability. The, the ability to be vocal and commanding and then add on top of that, bring quality to the midfield play is yeah. excellent. He's a quality, quality player. Uh, so,
0: man, to I just have it at want to... a young age as well. Yeah, no, go on, sorry. Sorry, to have it at such a young age as well like, is just so impressive. And I was watching his interview after the game yeah. and um, I think um, Jason was asking him, uh, how he felt and how he felt the, the game went and he was talking about how uh, he only made two mistakes in the whole game and the guy the guy knew exactly what two mistakes they were mm. like he, he singled them out and he said to them yeah that pass and the pass that I made over the top and, they, and it was just like the the amount of um, work rate that this guy must be putting in like he he um, he said something as well about getting to the training pitch like an hour early mm. watching videos on Cesc Fabregas like just the mentality of the boy already yeah. is just ridiculous. Like you can tell, he's he's got that extra bite as well. Yeah, being a Scotsman, you can see he's got that extra little bit of bite in midfield as well. He's got a bit of to him, yeah. definitely. Yeah,
2: you know Frank's gonna love him. Frank's gonna. Yeah. He, Frank loves a worker. So if he is getting to training an hour early just to study and learn his craft, hone his craft, Frank is gonna love him to pieces. And I think this is probably another one of the reasons as to why Frank has accelerated these youngsters. Because a lot of them have the work ethic and desire to improve and be better. I think a lot of young players, um, well, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't entirely know a lot of young, young players in academies. But I know there's, a, this, there's um, this idea that young players have it easy. Um, this idea that young players, you know, don't want it enough. I think once they get, um, you know, past the scholar and then they get, you know, a couple grand a week. You know they're all Instagram models, etc. But I think it's it's kind of different now. I think like when you have that might have been the case if you didn't have a manager that believed in youth. I think these players, their tra- the, the trajectory of their career may have been altered at the fact that Chelsea have completely changed their idea and their philosophy towards utilization of young players. I think this could definitely change a lot of players' careers and. Again, you can only hold your hands up and praise, heap praise <laughs> on you Neil know, Bath, um, Jody Morris, Joe Edwards, and of course yeah. the, le- the, the late and great Dermot Drummy. So I think there's a lot, a lot to kind of be happy with and be hopeful for. I think the future is definitely bright with Chelsea. I just hope that Frank is given time, and I believe he'll get time. And I just hope that pro- the, the work is continued Um you know because the future is looking great so on to Brighton um actually no is there anything else you guys want to cover on the game
0: um, would you uh, I was gonna say like talk about martin because I think when he came on no actually,
2: I just felt fair. like
0: he, I just felt like he didn't really look out a place to talk that's
2: very fair I think like oh man I lo- I don't want to say this because everyone thinks I've got an a Alonso agenda <laughs> but you know what it is, yeah. Let's talk it because I, I saw my man's stats, yeah, and you um, know well, I, yeah. I watched the game. You know the thing is, yeah, stats are very—they can be very, very misleading. But you know I watched the game, so I'm just like, oh my god! Not
1: against Grimsby. Yeah, I against Grimsby. Oh my <laughs> That's god! What I'm saying. So
2: I watched this. I watched the game. I looked at the stats, and I was just mortified. Uh, how? No, chance No, hes a, hes a, he, okay? And bear in mind that we had most of the ball, seventy-two percent of the ball, yeah. So we had seventy-two percent the ball. Alonso is often a spare man, so often he is tasked with you know creating chances. Not a single chance created. Not a single cross like, completed. And he's playing second striker. Not a single cross he completed. Not not n- nothing. I was thinking, <laughs> oh my god, and I was wondering, because like, Hudson Odoi in the first half was relatively quiet. And I I don't want to I don't want to you know heap the blame on Alonso entirely because I think that Hudson. Generally, uh, throughout his Chelsea career, um, he tends to have a great half for one half. So, he used, he j- tends to have one amazing half in the first half or the second half.
1: It's just, from what I see, from what
2: I see, that's just a common theme. And I think that's what Lampard was trying to allude to. He needs to be intense. He needs to find the line, attack the line <laughs> as often as possible. Um, but it was no surprise that when Alonso came off, Hudson looked a completely different player. I think that yeah. <laughs> you know, it it would just it would just maybe it's coincidence, you know. I mean I mean, like me, I, I know I don't play football at pro level, but if I'm playing with dead guys <laughs> and I'm playing with a dead it's, boy, It's hard, like, it's hard. like it's do you know how frustrating it is? As a baller. I'm not saying I'm a baller, but as a baller, do you know how frustrating it yeah. is? When I just you should dead.
0: remember as well last season, remember when Emerson came into the team like and just she came into the team. He looked like that whole baller. left side was just like he didn't hand want hand. it on
1: that left side. Yeah. you He
0: didn't want it with Chelsea on that left side, and it was like now I'm seeing it again. Like, Alonso's back. The, the build up plays slow. He's passing it backwards. His crosses are just inaccurate. Like, he has like maybe two, three good crosses in a game. Yeah. Like, it's just not acceptable for the amount of time that he's up, up in that half of the pitch. Yeah. Do you That's,
2: know what I mean? It's like, so, uh, it was again, it's, this is again, once again, referencing the William thread of where you have a player that is good in the final, well, not even good in the final third. They get to the, into the final third 10 times, but they deliver one moment of quality out of the 10 times. Alonso is that guy. So, against Wolves, he arrived in the box plenty of times, arrived in that area, the left-handed side area, plenty of times, but he only had one good ball. And Tammy made use of that one good ball for the header. Um, <clears throat> Alonso gets into these positions all the time. Aspen Quetta gets into these, these positions all the time, but they deliver, again, a 1 out of 10 cross all the time. That's good, and it's workable. So you need to bear in mind, that's workable. There's not even like a, a clear-cut chance or an amazing cross. It is a workable opportunity that you've created. How many strikers are going to be scoring out of those workable opportunities? It's not. It's not right. So I, I think Matson coming on, he brought so much drive. He was so comfortable on the ball. He created chances. He whipped in crosses. It's just night and day. So I just think to myself, do you think that Matson has potentially played himself? I know it was only a cameo, and it was against Grimsby. But do you think he's possibly played his his way into the thoughts of? Um, Frank Lampard and thinking maybe in these smaller games whilst Emerson's out I might trial you. I might you know, he may maybe not start.
1: Definitely.
2: But just let me I couldn't actually use this guy because I don't think Frank Frank Lampard's a guy of just doing token minutes and token opportunities. I think Frank actually believes in these players.
1: And yeah. um well, what, the, biggest, what you... the biggest thing I can say on on Matson is that I mean Chelsea were confident enough to let Juan Castillo go to Ajax with a you know a transfer fee pretty much already agreed with them. So, you know a lot of people have been asking for Castillo to get an opportunity, but I mean mm. Chelsea have, I think uh, you know at least talking to people around the club that you know that, that Matson has always been in their eyes the guy they feel has been the, the person that could come in and be an mm. the study at left back and actually potentially progress into the into the first thing because, you know, I I've always thought Castillo is a fantastic talent, particularly like any guy a guy who can play anywhere on the left hand side is obviously incredibly useful in in your squad. But the fact that Chelsea have had so much faith in in Matson I, mean, I think it's kind of the reason that they've they've let Castillo go to Ajax and also with that that potential buy uh, you know kind of buy clause in there as well. So I think, yeah. I think that says a lot. Yeah. Um again, another fantastic from one
2: fantastic full back to the man of the match for me, Reese blood clark james now <laughs> reese james yeah we've said about that we've been calling this boy's name for a time like a lot of people you know when hudson odoy got injured and then you know reese james got injured in the summer <sighs> reese james name kept getting mentioned in the same breath as hudson odoy and a lot of people were confused about that a lot of people were so baffled but they're like oh you know he had a good load at wigan but people do not understand that this boy is special he is not a regular footballer. He is not a regular youth talent. This guy is special. The level of technique, the, 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 the composure, the strength, and he's relatively quick too. He has got everything in his locker to Every, be a top player. Now, that's yeah. not just ability, <laughs> it's mentality as well. He is top draw. Now, his performance yesterday, again, he didn't even get out of second gear, but he, again, was the best player on the pitch. That's wild. Wild. Let's talk about that second goal. The assist for the second goal. Oh my goodness. Zuma, that assist. (laughs) Are you seeing the tech?
0: Oh my the, god! The quality, the quality as well. Yeah, to fake, to fake the first cross. Do you know how much? Lo- it, and the, then cross it again, where he kind of has to like dig it out. The, angle, the, the, the angle nonchalance. Nuts, nuts the nonchalance. nonchalance. And it's That's what. Like, you like trying goals, like to get that little Why kind not?
1: of clip on the ball. But I mean, the, li- there's an angle where you look it and you think, okay, this is where it's going, and then it literally goes off. It like fades away. All the way it yeah. fades but, away.
2: <laughs> Do you know it's mad? I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure that was his engine ankle as well. He's like, fuck it. Let me flick it. Let me just try. Let's just let's just test this out. Boom, flick. Right to Zuma's path goal. I'm just thinking, oh, my yeah. God, what have we
0: got here? I liked, I liked his defensive work as well, like, man, in terms of the way he, he gets his body in front, he's of, a bully. in front of the player. He's a yeah, bully. Yeah, he's, a bully like, man. He's, he's like, a big he's like bully. listen... All right, you can try and get
2: by me, but I'll just press my body on you, and that's it. You're not going nowhere.
0: Like, it he is, almost like leans on them, doesn't he's he? Like class. leans on them, and just kind of like just moves it's them cr- out the way, eases them class. out the way, and then carries on. Imagine
1: he having tra- t- he transforms that right hand side oh, for me completely. Oh I my know, god! Look, again, take the point it's Grimsby, but I mean, going forward, I mean, this guy could potentially just be the entire right hand side for the club. Oh, do you I know mean, how he's th- just nuts? <laughs>
2: and that, that's the beautiful thing because a lot of us were thinking, okay, when Hudson comes back, he's taking the left hand side, fine. Where does that leave Mount? Now, if you've got a player that can literally dominate a whole side by himself, a whole flank by himself, mm. then you could pretty much let Mount come inside, yep. where he's dangerous from the right. Come inside, yep. he could either fade in balls, whipping balls for whether it's Tammy, Mitchie, Hudson, whoever that's supporting from midfield, or you know, leave 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 it for you know, Reece James to do his thing, whip balls. He just quality. The, the guy's just quality. I I. I I run out of adject- ad- adjectives. See, I'm even fluffing my words. because I'm sorry, order <laughs> yeah, Like, 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 like I'm honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like lost for words at like how good this guy is. It's crazy. Um, and he's literally yeah, no. only 19. 19. Is, he turns is,
0: twenty in December. It is crazy. With Reece James as well, I just feel like it's, like that. You, you look at the back line. You look at the performances of Tamori. Then you look at um the quality that James can bring the potential quality that Mattson um, can bring in the future. And then we've got, obviously, don't forget, we've still got Emerson who's on form as well. Like, Top hopefully he's still all, yeah. on form when he comes back from injury. But it's just like, our, our defence has got, it's, it's going to improve dramatically soon, I think.
2: And like, we speak about, you know, uh, Chelsea could potentially fill the side full of, uh, you know, eight academy or seven academy players. I mean, there's no reason why we can't fill the side with, t- with ten because yeah. dude, there's so many with that much quality it's literally insane I I'm I speaking to you know a lot of like, other fans especially that touchline fracas. like you've got like the Liverpool lot the, the the Arsenal lot the jealousy and envy that they speak about these players because they realize especially Reese James um they know this boy is special um it is actually quite wild. It is wild. Um, a guy with that talent level, and that's just only one. That's not even mentioned Hudson-Odoi, Mason Mount. Like, he's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I'm so thankful that he's actually back because I'm praying that he kind of gets a start against Brighton. I really am. Now, onto that. That's a nice little segue into Brighton. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> what are you guys hoping for Brighton? Well, I'm kind of hoping that we're going to get our first Premier League win at home.
1: It. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to get that first home win in the Premier League. I think that, that for me, is important. Um, I'd be very interested to see if if Rhys James starts at right-back and mm. if, you know, maybe Marcus is not in favour. Maybe Pilacueta ships over there. Others yeah. for hudson Adoy, a bit more defensive. Let's Hudson-Odoi just, just go and do his thing. Yeah. Right-hand side, you've got, you know, Reese bombing on. Kante, obviously, can cover. It's a bit more balanced to the team in a, in a slightly kind of unconventional way. But yeah. Be interesting to see what the back line is going to be because I, th- I think you're right. I think Reese James, for me, maybe it's a bit too soon for a Premier League game, but I'd like to see him play half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it's going to be.
2: Yeah,
1: and then uh, you know, Cho on the bench potentially as well. Yeah, Tommy, I think Tammy comes back into the side, but, but I, I just want to see them win now because they've had so many good moments against mm. teams and then they've switched off for 10 minutes or whatever, they've switched off for a bit in games, one mistake, two mistakes, they've over. conceded goals. And they've not really kind of, I think, in some games, got the rewards that I think some of their performances have deserved. So, yeah. for me, I, I wouldn't care if we weren't, didn't play that well. I just think it, it's it's get important the now that we turn some of this this stuff we're doing, which is I think it's really good. Yeah. You know, it's turned some of these performances, some of these moments we have, into goals and actually secure the three points. Yeah. For me, that's important. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: So, I think Lampard's alluded to that as well. Um. That you know, it's kind of time to just get the result. You know, I mean, I think we've we've played well. And I feel like the most annoying thing is that these older players—it's always been the older players that's letting us down. It's never been the young players that have actually put in a signal or or made an error that have made us drop points. It's always been the, the older lot. It's quite frustrating. <clears throat> As for the had some shockers. Asp, um, not Asp, Alonzo against Liverpool, <laughs> left Firmino. I mean, it's just been quite annoying. But I am really hoping that. we're we get the result. because It's been deserved. I think we're we're gonna eventually get our just dues, and um, Brighton, yeah, should hopefully, hopefully, I'm hoping that we get the win. Um, quickly, what would you be your team for the Brighton
1: game,
0: and what would be your score prediction for the game? Um. So, so I go with obviously Kepper in goal, uh, left back. Left back, I'd be adventurous and I'd actually pick um, Matson because I just don't like Alonso whatsoever, <laughs> and I don't think I don't really think he should play. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's sure. fair enough. But fair. but, but and, and and realistically as well, you know what? Matson would actually give us more. But in the in in the world of football, we all know Alonso is going to start that game. Yeah. But yeah, um, centre back partnership would be Tomori. and I don't know if um, Christensen is going to be fit. But if it were, if he was fit, then I'd go Tomori Christensen. Mm-hmm right back I'd actually go Reese James because I think he's he's done enough to 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 play there. Yeah. Um in the midfield I, I'd like to go 4-3-3 as well. I'd like to just carry on with this formation. No, mm. I, I don't really want to go back to the 4-2-3-1. So um the three in the middle would be Kanté, Jorginho and Kovacic and then up top obviously Mount, Tammy and uh <sighs> For now it's gonna be William, it, But yeah. I'd like to see I'd like to see Hudson come on around the sixtieth minute, get his get his half an hour. Yeah. And um yeah, do do his thing, man. Uh, but
2: yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Joe? What what would be your team and actually no, I'm sorry,
0: Jermaine. Um what would be oh, score prediction. a score predictions. <laughs> I think we'll do, free I'm going to say 3-1. Okay. I don't think we can keep a clean seat to say Yeah, my <laughs> I
2: think <laughs> but... we're just going to be conceding goals all season. That's the party, man. Yeah. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but we'll, we'll go with it. I'll take the three points.
0: That's so three, one. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right, go on, Joe. What do, you, what do you think? Your team and so, uh,
1: predictions. I'd go, go 4 through 3 Uh, Kappa in goal. I'd play uh, James at right-back, AC if he's fit with Tomori, uh, Aspi at left-back. Uh Jorginho can take Kovic in midfield, Mount on the right, um Willian on the left, and then Tammy up front. And uh, hopefully with have uh, second half cameos from Hudson and um, maybe someone else. But mm-hmm. uh score prediction, I think it will be I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the first clean sheet for some reason. I think it'll be 3 0.
2: Alright, cool. Um, so mine will be um, pretty much the same back line. Um, I think Chris isn't fit, but I'm hoping he is. Um, otherwise, it'll be Zuma. Um, Zuma performed relatively well in the second half yesterday. Um, I'll go with a midfield three of, you know, Kante, Kovacic, and Jorginho. On the right, I would play Mason Mount. And you know what? I want to say I might actually give Michi a run out. And I actually have a feeling that he might get a run out and start the game. Um, not to say that Tammy Abrahams performed poorly, um, but I think some of the comments that Frank Lampard made in regards to Tammy's endurance during games, um, mm. I don't think he wants to burn him out. So I think a game like Brighton at home might be an opportunity to give him a rest, especially if we've got an important game in the Champions League against <laughs> Lille next week. Yeah. I am thinking that maybe he might rest him and play Mitchie, um, but I could be wrong. And then on the left, play William Again... Give him pff, forty-five minutes. Bring on Hudson's away for forty-five minutes because I think in that forty-five minutes that is gonna throw out. I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but I don't think he's gonna it's gonna do much. And no, no, but then him. again, but then again, he did score one the goal um, when Mitchell was on the pitch with Hazard yeah, a couple of seasons. Oh ago. yeah. So yeah, guess, let, let's yeah. Yeah, let me not write him, let me not write him off entirely. But um, yeah, I think hopefully we win the game three 0 I'm gonna say three one because I'm not sure about that clean sheet. I don't know. There's always something. There's always something that's going gone on in kind yeah, of I'm gonna love
0: the ball in there, so, bro. And what's his name? What's his, what's his name at the back? Is it Dunk? Dunk. Which one's trans- left then? Yeah, Have man. They got I don't both know. of them still. Duffy and Dunk. I think Duffy's still there. No, Dunk's still yeah. there. They're they're both, both still them, there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Bobby yeah. One still.
2: of them just bullet header <laughs> in. <laughs> Keppel flapping it. Yeah, them ones. So yeah, three yeah, one. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a, it's been good, guys. Thank you for coming. It's been Chazzy Hour you um, know, Dan or Yassine will be back next week um, but if not, it'll be me again but you know, here's what it is but appreciate you coming guys um, but yeah get involved in the discussion, we'll be having discussions on on the timeline, so get involved and yeah, we'll see you next week hopefully that time we'll um, have a two wins on our belt against Lille and Brighton, but yeah, see you next week